Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Helping Heroes Become Homeowners. Is now the right time to purchase? How about refinancing or doing a cash out loan? Hi, my name is Richard Sari with Alliance Mortgage Group, and we're going to talk a little bit about those two topics today and see if it's right to either purchase or refinance. So market conditions, let's talk real quick about what that looks like right now. You've got a lot of buyers that have been on the sidelines for a handful of months waiting for interest rates to maybe improve. And you've got homes that have been in the market for 30, 45 days, which is not typical as it was a few years ago. But now you've got sellers that are adding some incentives. You've got seller concessions being offered. What can you do with those seller concessions? Well, you can do a temporary rate buy down. They get the rate down even further than the current note rate. Save some money over the short term while rates maybe continue to improve. Or you can do a traditional rate buy down where you're doing a, a lot of discount costs to get a lower rate. Or you can just have the closing costs covered on your behalf to help you save some cash to close. So there's a lot of options there. But more importantly, what you want to make sure that you're, you're doing is that you have a budget worked up and you have a budget in place. Because what's going to happen here in the next few months if rates continue on the decline is you're going to have 2021. You're going to have multiple offer situations that may happen. And what's going to happen with that is you're going to have folks, multiple offers, asking more than list price, paying more than they should for the home, even though rates might be a little bit lower. You may not come out ahead on that deal if you didn't buy now. So you want to make sure that if you got that budget set up, you're good to go, get re-approved, re get qualified, get your updated letter if you were pre-approved a few months ago. Programs have changed. There's down payment assistance programs that have been released here the last handful of months. So there's other opportunities out there to maybe get better terms. So if you want to jump back in the market, I kind of recommend that you do that now versus waiting because you're going to have a whole hurricane of people coming in and making multiple offers and asking over list price. Now I have up here a chart and this chart that I have up here, you may not be able to see it on the video podcast, but you'll be able to get an idea of what this looks like. If you want to get a daily rate report, updated rate market, just shoot me your email address. I'll get you on the list. You'll get a you'll get a daily update of what the market's done and what the market is foreseen as far as reports that come out that may make or break or have an improvement or a decline in rates. So if you want something like that, we can definitely get you on that list. Just shoot, shoot me an email. But what I want to show you is kind of where rates were back in October. In October, rates were in the high sevens roughly. And since October, and all the noise that the Fed was talking about, if you look on the chart, we've had nothing but improvement since then. So we had rate improvement for the last two months, and rates have dropped almost one and a half to two percent from the from their highs. So affordability is now even better than it was back in October. So if you're trying to time the market, I don't really recommend that you do that. You want to get with a loan officer like myself and get an updated idea of what, where rates are right now based on what type of home price you're looking for. Because that has obviously changed since October, right? So you wanna get an update on what the current market conditions are. But more importantly on this chart is you're gonna kinda of see what the mortgage-backed coupons trade on a daily basis affects what rates do daily. Now what you see in the news is what rates were the week prior, not what rates are currently. So you want to make sure that you're getting out there, you're getting with your loan officer like myself, and you're getting an updated rate quote, right? Getting reapproved, making sure you got that letter before you go out shopping. So again, you guys can get on this list to get the updates um, directly sent to yourself. 
you, you don't really get the lock advice per se, but you're going to get a lot of information that's going to give you a better idea of maybe where rates are heading in your opinion. Now, I want to talk again about the the multiple offer situation if, you, if you're going to pay over and above this price, because that is going to happen at some point. It's just, I really truly believe it's going to happen again because you have low inventory and you're going to have a huge amount of buyers coming back in. But from a veteran perspective with your VA loan, there's been a lot of misconception over the years that a hundred percent financing is a weak buyer because they haven't, they don't have to put anything down. Right. So they don't have any assets. They have nothing down. They have no assets to cover an appraisal gap. But if your pre-approval letter has the assets verified and they have the funds to do the appraisal gap, can the veteran do that? Absolutely. The veteran can pay that appraisal gap with the dollars that we have verified. Who can't pay that appraisal gap, though, is the lender, the agent with any credits, any seller concessions in addition to from the seller, and any gift funds. None of that can be paid on behalf of the buyer. It has to come directly from the veteran. But to reiterate the misconception that they could not do that, so they had to go conventional if they wanted to pay the gap, that is not true. The veteran can pay the appraisal gap if they have the assets verified at the time of the pre-approval. Refinancing. Is refinancing something that should be done right now? I mean, rates were, you know, they were pretty high last year, right? They were in the in the sevens for some. You know, most builders were given incentives, but, you know, some of those incentives were still at a pretty high rate. So what you want to take a look at is you might be surprised at where rates are now in conjunction to what you have currently. Is there a payment savings? Now, on a VA EARL, an interest rate reduction loan, there's a couple of things that the veteran has to make sure are in place for them to qualify for this loan. One, it's non-qualified. It's six months on time payments and 210 days from your uh, funding date, which is your seasoning. You have to be seasoned in that current loan for at least 210 days and six months payments on time. Now, the other benefit that the veteran has to have is at least at a minimum, a half percent reduction in the interest rate. If there's no reduction in a half percent, only a quarter or three, you, you can't do that. It has to be at least a half. More importantly, any closing costs that are associated with the loan, your savings monthly has to recoup that in 36 months. If it's less than that, but you're getting the half percent reduction, the loan officer or myself is going to have to rearrange some closing costs or give an additional credit to get that recoup time at that 36 month mark. Now on that, you want to make sure that you can also take a look at the term because on a 30 year term and you paid one year into it, do you really want to start over on a new 30 year term? You don't necessarily have to. You can do what's called a flex term and you can pick up the number of years you have left and just amortize it out at 29 years, 28 years, or you can go back to a 30 if you really desire to. But you have that opportunity to do a flex term and not lose that year or six months that you've paid in to the mortgage. Now, these go fairly quickly. It's a, usually a 10-day close because there's, again, there's no appraisal. There's no income. There's no asset. It's basically a credit report that gets your credit score and shows your mortgage history, and that's it. It's very simple to start your savings right away on those kind of loans. You just want to make sure it's structured properly. So what I mean by that is you could have a loan balance of 250 and instead of adding the closing cost of that 250, if it was right enough pricing wise, rate wise, we could do a lender credit possibly to cover your closing costs and not add anything to it 
or very little. But at the end of the day, we just got to make sure that you're saving whatever closing costs are incurred, that you have the 36 months worth of savings to recoup that. And what's good about that is if you structure it that way and rates continue to improve, you might be able to take a look at it again and do it the same way. Just take advantage. You obviously, obviously want to make sure that the payment savings is there and it makes sense and you're not incurring too many closing costs over and over and over again. But at the end of the day, if you're truly going to save money and just evaluate your situation, your loan officer should give you a really good indication of whether or not it's it makes sense or not. You want to get his expertise or her expertise on that and move forward on that refinance. Cash out loans. Now, cash out loans, you know, they were something that really went by the wayside because rates were so high. But don't give up on it. You want to make sure that if you have a consolidation of debt, that consolidation of debt makes sense to redo it into a new loan. And what you want to maybe calculate is a blended rate. So there's websites out there, calculators out there. If you want to do a blended rate calculation to see what all that revolving debt is actually running you interest rate wise, if you were to calculate and refinance that into a cash out loan first lien position, and you're going to save some money, there are other ways to structure the savings to where you can recoup some of that principal on the mortgage, on the refinance to even pay down even further on the debt. Now, if you do a home equity line of credit, you can do that too and keep that rate on the first, but you're going to incur another lien, a little bit higher interest rate. So you want to make sure that if you're going to do that blended rate calculation that the home equity line of credit or second lien consolidation still makes sense on the savings. But don't give up on that. Rates have come down. We, we've saved customers a lot of money here in the last handful of months that have taken advantage of their equity and taken advantage of consolidating all that high credit card debt in the 20% range into a lower fixed rate payment and saving some money on that. So if you want to get into um, my podcast, please, please like and follow. We, we love doing this. We like getting the information out to you guys. My podcast is Helping Heroes Become Homeownerspodcast.com. If you want to reach out to me for any pre-qualifications or pre-approval update letters, my number is 214-872-2188. Our website is www.alliancemtggroup.net. We'd love to hear from you. And also, if you want to subscribe to the uh, rate alert to send me your in, uh, email information, your contact info, I'll get you on the list and you can get your own updates as a consumer on what the market's doing. I appreciate your time and we'll talk to you soon next week. If this episode has been beneficial, we'd love to hear from you. Please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Also, for regular updates and tips, make sure to follow our social media channels, which you can find in the show notes. Until our next episode, keep making homeownership dreams come true.